0: For many in the watch fam, there's this daydream. This daydream of having the skills and putting pen to paper and tool to metal to build a watch of your own. And for others, there's this idea of having all of these ideas and concepts and designs and putting it into a company that they run. And this daydream comes to mind pretty often for the watch enthusiast. But for either case, very rarely does it ever really come to fruition. But for a small section of tinkerers and daydreamers, some go out and explore and even summit that idea of building a watch. One watch that is of their own, often getting their start just sourcing parts off the shelf. And of course buying some simple and affordable watchmaking tools, as well as, you know, read a couple of books and watch a ton of YouTube tutorials and perhaps even befriend a watchmaker or two to ask for some help when you run into things like a keyless mechanism or how it's best to cut a stem. Or at least that was my journey when I built the PNW-001 and kicking off what really started as this, the Analog Explorer. Before diving deep into this show, I wanted to frame up this episode around the process and journey that I had to take creating or really assembling one watch with an automatic movement. And for me, I can look back and kind of laugh at my learning process and the mistakes that I made just to do that project. But really, in my mind, it wasn't much different than what I do as a technologist. See, as an early computer enthusiast and now technologist, it's not uncommon to be able to go and source cases and power supplies and chips and assemble something yourself using off-the-shelf parts. And even with technology, most of those parts weren't made here where I live in the United States. And then just like now for me, it didn't really matter because I was looking for parts to give me the performance that I was looking for when I was building that computer and gaining from the knowledge that that journey and that process provided me. And so with that mindset, I dove into watchmaking in the same vein, diving in with off-the-shelf parts and try to build something of my own. Now, make no mistake, there was a lot of learning in the two years that it took me to put that together. Three prototypes, a lot of broken things, a lot of mistakes, uh, a click spring that I still to this day cannot find in my kitchen, and my continuous hate for this thing called a keyless mechanism in a Seleta SW200. But that notwithstanding. After all of that, that story, I got to make a watch, the PNW-001, to celebrate my son's birth. But never in that process did I think, you know, I really want to have my own watch brand. This was a project for me, and more specifically, for my son, for when he grows up. That, that was my daydream. And I was fortunate enough to be able to make it happen. But, that was my daydream. And that leads us into the beginning of this episode. You see, I said that daydream for many in the watch enthusiast community starts with either the question, do I want to build a watch or do I want to build a watch company? And today's guest answered the question with building a watch with the intent of building a watch company. I'm AJ Barsay and you've tuned into the Analog Explorer podcast. Read about my Analog Manifesto, my passion for photography, and my love of travel and watches in print or online at analogexplorer.com. Today, you're going to meet Matt. He is the owner and proprietor of Aries Watch Company, based out of Stanwood, Washington. Yes, you heard right. Washington State, in our own backyard here in the Pacific Northwest. And I have to admit, it was pretty exciting to drive 45 minutes away from Bellingham, Washington, to meet up with a watch company owner in their all new HQ, as well as their manufacturing shop. More on that later. As for Matt, his background comes from a lot of different things, one of which is not watchmaking. A trainer working for the CIA a lot of other things but watchmaking or knowing French two things not him but what is him is his love for his family and the fact that this is a family business and the fact that he wanted to make this business where he was and where he was brought up here in Washington state and the watch meet the diver one now this is a watch that is a dive inspired watch but is really infused with a lot of the personality of the Pacific Northwest. Obviously it's wet up here, so being able to go anywhere and do anything is a requirement of the specifications of pretty much any gear. But Matt takes it to new depths, and you'll understand what I mean later. But this is a watch that is meant for anybody, whether it is a mission timer for somebody who is active in military service, the pilot jumping time zones, the Pacific Northwest enthusiast who goes paddleboarding on the weekends, or a teacher who just needs to be able to time a test for a fourth grade class. For Matt and for Aries, life is your mission, and their watch is the perfect timer for it.
1: I'm Matthew Graham. I'm, I think I'm 49. Forty-eight or forty-nine?
0: Is that classified or declassified? no? I just don't do math well, which is why
1: which is why I, is why I d- chose other routes. Um, and we're at Aries, Aries Watch Company here in Stamford, Washington, the global headquarters of Aries.
0: So, so to riddle me this: What's your background? You're, you're, I mean, you, you
1: you don't come from a watchmaking family in Switzerland, do you? No, no. Um, I don't want to say I wish because I do like my family and I like where I came from, but it would have been nice to at least marry into it. I mean, well, no, I love my wife too, but I mean, if she were from a Swiss watchmaking family, it just, I'm not saying it'd be easier, it'd just be... <laughs> well, you speak yeah. a lot more French. Well, and I, I obviously, as I'm thinking this through right now, I obviously wouldn't even have been on her list of choices, so <laughs> I'll just stay with what I have. No, I've... Enjoyed watches since I was a kid. I still have the first watch I bought. What was it? Uh, it's the Citizen Promaster. Oh, nice. The dive bought it at uh, the Bon Marche at uh, the old Everett Mall.
0: There's some French right there. The Bon Marche, yeah, the Everett. There we go. It, and, was,
1: it was inevitable. Ah. Um, came in the plastic scuba tank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally yeah. remember those. Uh, so those fields right through that window. Uh, I worked in those fields all summer for a couple of summers. And then when it was time to go buy school clothes... I was like, I'm going to buy this watch Sweet. and had those conversations with my parents about how that's a pretty hefty investment for a middle schooler. Yeah, totally. Uh, still have it though. So I think they enabled my bad decisions for quite a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've been a watch kid my whole life, fascinated with how they look and how they work. Um, as an adult, I went into law enforcement after 9-11, went to work for the government, spent my last 13 years at the CIA. And when I left that in 2018, um, back here in the Northwest, my wife said, if you could wake up tomorrow morning and do anything you wanted to do, what would it be? And I was like, I'd be a watchmaker. And she's like, well, then be a watchmaker. Whoa. And because I kind of have a smart aleck attitude. A little bit. I pushed back with like, I think there's two more steps, honey. And she didn't, (laughs) she didn't bite on it. And what she said was someone figured it out before you so you can figure out how to make it work. And since then, it's been like, okay, let's build it. So this, now that we're sitting in Aries, we opened this this year. Uh, We've been in business for three years. We opened this flagship place. Uh, We needed more manufacturing and assembly space, more space for the watchmakers and more space for the Aries family. It started with, there's kind of two roads you can go in. And that's, do you want to make a watch or do you want to make a watch company? Because they're entirely different things. And so that watch, the GMT or Diver One, that is all uniquely in-house. That's my case design. So the thickness, the lugs, the yeah. shape, everything. So that's from me. Um, and I just wanted to be a watch company. And you're, you're a local boy. So you said, you. I mean, you, you yeah. grew up here in Stanwood? I did, I did. And if, if I'm going to build a company, Right? You're gonna build it where you are. Sure. So the easiest thing for us to do was build it here. And then the idea behind that being of every component and aspect of that watch, what what can we make here and make well? Who's the best person to make the part? And then it was, okay, if we have the best person to make the part, what can we do? in order to bring that in-house, do as much in-house manufacturing as we can and start small and go from there. So when I designed the Diver One, it was how are you then able to populate Other performance aspects without having to change case design. Sure. Because if you're going to manufacture the pieces, you're then going to have to manufacture multiple pieces. Right. It was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're, yeah, I'm not a trust fund baby. (laughs) Neither is my wife. (laughs) Um, It was one of those where if we're going to do this, we have to do this. We have to make it work. We have to come up with. You know, you gotta take your savings out and you right. gotta say, hey, I'm gonna try this. So a single unique case design. That's flexible. Yeah. That could and with inherent flexibility of in our diver one line, we have a quartz, which we use the Ronda 715 LI because of its performance characteristics, 10-year right. lithium-ion battery, all of that. But that same case can either Hold the Ronda Seven Fifteen, or at a different thickness, hold the at a Two Eight Two Four. Which again, you're not machining different cases, you're not doing different things that way.
0: So basically, it's it's the Lord of the Rings. It's the, you know the it's one, the that one ruled, that rules, rules me. them all. I oh, know okay. that it rules me.
1: It is my precious. <laughs> if we're going to go that deep,
0: so so reel me this. So when you or when you were specking this, were you thinking of CIA operants? Are you thinking about military? Like when you were first doing this, purely I mean, selfish. I just, just wanted
1: you? to build the watch that I always wanted to have okay so that's it there wasn't any like hey this is not the sr 71 right <laughs> okay. where somebody gets some performance <laughs> characteristics and you're like I gotta make this no this was for you in your me. I've bought watches since I was 12 I have most of those that I've that I've had and if I were design a timepiece for me what would it be now the good part about that is a lot of the ideas I have about something are shared by other people as well We'd be like, hey, this works for what we need. So um, that's where I feel blessed and fortunate in what we've been able to put out there is the response we get where people are like, yeah, it's minimalist. It's very much information-focused driven. You don't have to worry about hitting it on the ground or smacking it into something. It's it's, it's a good timer. It's the The, timer.
0: Obviously, we're with a proprietor and owner of a watch company. So I'm going to presume that the owner and proprietor of said watch company of Aries is gonna have one of his own pieces on his wrist, correct? I do. So what do you got on your wrist right uh, now?
1: Right here it's our GMT. So Great. I will actually take this off and pass it over to you. This is kind of our high-end workhorse of what we do. This is the Aries GMT, which we refer to as our global mission timer. So that has all of the features that we want out of an operational watch uh, and still have the ability to travel the world and know what time it is, uh, or at least what time it's supposed to be, so. This is great, and it looks like
0: it's a, is it a bead-blasted case?
1: It is, so we manufacture that case locally here in Stanwood, we cut all our steel, and then uh, one of my sons, we're a family business, uh, one of the sons, bead blasts, does all the deburring, does all of that stuff, uh, right here.
0: Sweet! And excavation case back, which is nice.
1: So that's an option. We use the ETA movements. So all of our automatic movements are ETA. All of the case design was built around being able to use an ETA movement. Part of that is just the longevity of the movement and the history of the company. And then the other part of that was purely business in the future standpoint of having that availability. Uh, So that's the 2893-2 tuned right over there in the watchmaker room. We tune everything to five positions. So we do the most... With what we have. And then the idea behind the exhibition case back is, as you see on the front of that dial, it says a 1,000 meters. Yeah. Yeah. So to be able to take a dive watch down to a 1,000 meters and have an exhibition case back. That's pretty cool. It is. Within the the watch world of (laughs) those companies that are big companies owned by this watch group that make dive watches, that's a little bit of our, uh, I like to call it our Pacific Northwest or Seattle, kind of like Rage Against the Machine. That's a little bit where you can... I'm not telling you off, but I'm showing you.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's totally Pacific Northwest pride right there.
1: So have you have you pressure tested it down to a 1,000 meters? Every single one of them goes. Serious? Yeah. We take it to 125 atmospheres. Okay. So part of the ANSI spec and all of that that we don't ascribe to because of the costs associated with it, right? Those labels are typically money labels. I would rather spend that money elsewhere in development and in production. So what we do, that standard is you're supposed to be 25% above what you claim. Oh, okay. So we take everything to 125 atmospheres. The other thing we do, which is unique, is we wet test, that pressure test, I call wet test. We wet test everything with the movement in it. Oh, wow. So you're so you're most, trusting yeah, that Yeah, as yeah, opposed to just tasting. it go home, it. man. Right? Yeah, like what right. Do you hear. Okay. Right.
0: So, who's the who's the primary uh uh recipients of an Aries watch. Like, I mean, I look at this and when I first, when I first heard about you, you know, like a Pacific Northwest brand, you know, I looked at this and I go, you know, I could see this on my paddleboard. I can yeah. see this. Yeah. That's you know. the
1: good part about it is uh, from a design standpoint, an operational design is universal. So the life of our watch on the wrist of a teacher isn't any different than the life of our watch on a pilot, right? Hmm. They both need to measure time. They both need something accurate. They both need something robust. So we've tried from a marketing standpoint to do the math on who are the consumers and what is the genre, and it's across the board. No huh. number outranks any other number in what we do, which I we here really take pride in, yeah um because it means something's working, right like there's not, hey, you're just in this community and you're like, nope, it's across the board that's so, cool um in international as well cool. so. I think we've exported our watch or have users for our timers in 32 countries now, oh, which was pretty good. For um, a
0: little brand out of Washington? I mean, we're, yeah.
1: We're, we're doing our part. That's cool. Um, that also tells me since those are working people that there's issues yeah. <laughs> globally. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like a national security podcast. You're like, huh, I don't know what's going on, but we got
0: dudes <laughs> everywhere. So... Um, so- I mean, obviously this is a, you're a family business. I mean, you, you struck out on your, on your own and your, your wife. Well, they can't quit. Well, that's can't the good quit. part. Oh, these, see, that's yeah, how you do it. Yeah. Okay. If you get
1: them, you get them right at that age where they don't know what they're going to do yet <laughs> and then keep them and then reward them well and let them see that it's a good life. Then they're like, Hey, maybe I'll stick around. <laughs> you're like, I see. Hey, thanks. You know, i in hold i am holding interviews though every day Uh, because they are kids
0: yes yes Uh, who's the actual uh board of trustee uh ceo yeah that's yeah exactly
1: (laughs) Uh, i'd be our nine-year-old yeah she's she's in charge oh she's the goods yeah oh yeah well at the party you met her at the party i did did.
0: yeah she she knows the product inside and out and for as a nine-year-old uh you, you have it on my authority. You are the
1: goods. She's my go-to on my Pantone colors. Hey, what's that olive drab Pant? Oh, a 93C-7? You're like, wow. Where's that kid? So why Aries? Uh My wife picked that name. Yeah, yeah. The smart one picked it.
0: I got to know. Is it... When she said that, was she thinking Aries, God of War? Or Aries as in like the celestial Do beam? you want to hear, hear
1: the actual yes. conversation? Yes. So I come from a background of government service. And... I was trying to not brand it that way, right? <laughs> just like we talked about. Uh, our users come from a, every walk of life you can imagine. Okay. So then it was like, well, we can't make a militaristic or a gun centric brand. That's just not what I'm going for. So I was kicking around all these other ideas. So she's a middle school English teacher, creative writing and English. rock on. Yeah. So. We were standing there in the kitchen, and I'm struggling with this thing for a couple of days. And from across the room, she says, why don't you name it Aries? And me, we already talked about my smart attitude, said, oh, I'm an Aries, you're a Capricorn. Let's touch tummies and, you know, kind of wrestle. And she's like, no, you idiot. Like, Aries, A-R-E-S, the God of War. Yeah. And I was like, tell me more. Like, <laughs> like what do we have here? Um, and she's like, oh, I, I don't know that you're going to be successful. So, um, <laughs> So that's why Aries. Because our wives know best.
0: No, one hundred percent. So that was the that was the
1: first. Uh, she's a uh, she bats a thousand like that She's that's the and she's she bats every day. So that was the first of all of the stellar things that she's done <laughs> for us. Um, it's yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. So let's let's talk
0: uh, the the Washington aspect. So when I first found out about you, and I mean you, you, you like you said, you've only been in business for coming on three years.
1: Three years. The other part of this is when I started this company, we had a limited amount of resources. And where do you put those resources? So I'm gonna put those resources into development and manufacturing of the product. There are companies that start and they put those into buildings. They put them into- Fanfare. Yeah, like let's get a Lamborghini wrapped special with our logo. Wait, and that's not th- th- the Lambo that's no, out there? No, okay, no, okay. it's not mine. So I looked at it as what is the best way, how can I do the most with nothing? And so what I did was we dropped a Connex container in our driveway. Now I did splurge and get the Foreman Connex container, so it has, Ooh, a, tell door, me more. has oh, a door, has a door and a pay window oh, nice. from like on a job site. Nice. Um, both of them have cages over them, so it's still a job site. So I ran an internet connection to that and told myself and everyone else that would listen. Um, My wife was like, well, what do you do? Like, do you go get an office building? Do you go do stuff? And I was like, we've conquered the world out of a Connex container. I think we can build a watch company out of one.
0: So literally Aries started in a shipping container.
1: Yeah, still in my driveway. That's awesome. Yeah, I go there every morning before I come here. Yeah, like that is, yeah. That's OG HQ. That's That's the place to be. So running it out of there kept our cost. So now your monthly overhead Right, instead of rent for a place is 108 bucks. Yeah. You're like, okay, I can do that. So Aries and what we're able to do and how we're able to do it. We have four people. So there's me, there's two watchmakers, and then there's a machinist, and only one of those isn't part of our family. So <laughs> well, by our blood. head mo- yeah, yeah. yeah but now blood. she is. Now yeah. she, she's legally I've probably filed paperwork three or four times and then she keeps canceling it and she's like I'm an adult you can't do this I don't want yeah. you and are I'm from a like, CIA you do know I, some yeah, people I was like, no you know, all I gotta do is get it the hard copy in the file cabinet and then how do you deny it right it's in there like I don't care what the computer says here's a printed record yeah because today's generation doesn't want to deal with printed record what like, are they like oh no no it's it's like a it's like if you took your screenshot, oh and right, put it on a document.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. In the real world, not the metaverse. No, 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 right. Yeah, cool. legit. So, so Aries got started out of a uh, Connex box and through COVID, you, I mean, you just you just keep hitting the ground running.
1: You, we have no other option. Your livelihood, it's the way to go. Um, the good part about a Connex is it's 20 feet long at least, so oh. you're always six feet apart. Nice. So one can be on one end at a table and the other can be at the other There's end. There's a door and, and a window. can have somebody in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. so Constant airflow, put on right. a hoodie, you'll right. be fine. But that was the idea. I mean, we can't Stop. Fortunately, we didn't have a footprint that would cause us to be closed, right? Like, we were fortunate that we weren't a retail space that, you know, state or local government was saying, no, you're not allowed to be open. Right. So, we were able to continue to do what we were doing, right? It's hard to stop a two person operation. Yeah. Other than a heart attack, you're not really stopping a two person Especially when
0: you're rela- related. Like you said, yeah, you have to like, keep hey, them, right? You
1: gotta, yeah. yeah. So, the, the, uh, The part of this that was the most successful for us was when I started Aries, I built it off of a template knowing that the best people for the job are the people we'll use. So then the reality of that is how do you, if that's one of your principles, how do you then keep that principle if that person isn't here located in the Pacific Northwest? Okay. So I built it as you don't have to be here. If you're the best watchmaker for what we need and you're located in the Midwest, well, there's a great thing called FedEx and we can have stuff here every other day and just do your job from where you are and you don't need to co-locate with me. So the remote work, the model, yeah, exactly. So when it started and everything started to close down, our tempo didn't have to change because it was already, hey, if our watchmaker lived in Seattle and wanted to stay in Seattle, great. It doesn't change our tempo at all. And we've been able to keep that throughout these three years. So even in this space that we're in now, it's not 100% of the time in here. If you wanna work remotely, work remotely. Our quartz watchmaker, one of my sons, is 23 and he's moving to San Diego next month. And huh. he's gonna continue, it won't change anything we're doing. You'll have the a San Diego
0: uh, we'll have branch. have San Diego office, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, so it's one of those where you maximize your resources. So if you approach it from a standpoint of there isn't a template, right? What's the template for an American watch company? Go back to Elgin times and, you know, where we're like, well, we need some steamships and we need, you know, like, yeah, like it's there. It's totally open. Right. Create what you need to create to be successful. So I approached it that way. I dig it. And we're going to continue to do it that way. There's no need to change it. And
0: this is something I mentioned on a, on a previous episode is like here in the United States, you know, we with our uh, boutique brands that are, that are making their own watches, in the United States, like we've taken this approach of like the American muscle car approach of watches, like made you know, in Mexico. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I, just, <laughs> I
1: thought you were talking about where American muscle cars. No, no, are. no, I mean the
0: originals, the OGs. Oh, okay? the OGs. Okay. Like you know, it's interesting because like we look at at that era, and you put you might have like a I don't know a 65 Corvette, right? But you might take that engine out and put something even bigger and beefier, and then you'll get maybe the best you know Pirelli. You know tires, and and you would basically, like you were just saying, get the best parts for the job of what performance you're trying to make. And you know, listening to you talk about this piece, it's kind of the same thing. Like you have your chassis. You know, this is a tried and true chassis, and you're putting in different performances, uh, the, the movements. And you know, going with the Swiss, arguably, it's you know, they're tried and true. They're well known and can be can't go wrong. No,
1: from a manufacturing side, once you start to peel away those layers, of where and how you make things there's a commonality among them that the only difference then becomes how well have you told your story Story. which is a huge difference but still steel is steel right that's 316 stainless steel and that's a standard regardless of what continent you're on so part of what i believe in here is in manufacturing it's who is the best person to make the part What I wanted to do with Aries and with the Diver One series and the Diver One series carried into the GMT is what is the best operational watch that we can make? What are the characteristics it has to have? It has to have exceptional loom, it has to have easy readability, it has to have the ability to go to depth. Because part of an operational life is you know, you see the blogs and you see the forums where guys are like, hey, can I shower with my watch on? And you're like, it's cute that you think you're not getting wet today, right? Like what life do you live in that you think, hey man, I'm not gonna go in the water. There's an entire group of people that are like, we may get wet today and it's not up to me. So the last thing I wanted from the capability and characteristic of the watch is being like, well, we gotta get in the water and I gotta, where do I put my watch? So make it an operational dive watch. So what is the minimum? And then what's the maximum? And you're like, well, a thousand's pretty good, right? Like it is—it's yeah. unheard of to need it, but if that's your baseline out the gate, perfect. Don't have to worry about getting wet. We use Super Luminova, so tritech Super Luminova, the industry standard out of Switzerland. And one layer gives really good loom. Two layers is even better. We do five. So we have a watch you can read by and it's a mission timer bezel. So what it does is the bezel, we go from 60 back to zero. Take a measurement of time from two different angles gives you more information in the space that you're in. So if we say we started this at noon and you look down at your watch and it's seven minutes after noon, that's only one metric of time. But if you're able to look at that and say, I am seven minutes into something, and then because of the countdown bezel, I have five minutes remaining, now your information flow is higher, right? You can start making decisions better based on not only elapsed time, remaining time. And you have to do the math. We've already established I can't do math. (laughs) So that's that's why that exists.
0: Tell me the story of this, other than the fact that you've designed it, but this case originally started being produced offshore, but then it's being produced here in Washington. Yeah, we're,
1: we're cutting them a mile down the street. As soon as you uh, hit stop on our <laughs> little interview today, I'm going to throw you in the car and we're going to go down there. Rock on. Um, we're starting to cut titanium. So I was in there last night and there's some, yeah. So the titanium diver one. Yeah. Um, I'll have Is that tomorrow. publicly known? Can we say well, I mean, I guess. Okay. So there's a so, titanium diver one yeah, coming. Cool. Yeah. The first two are being assembled right over there in that room yeah. tomorrow morning.
0: And as we finished up our cups of coffee and he checked in with his watchmakers to grab his keys, my geeky maker self really got excited because we took a drive just a couple blocks away from the Ares HQ where I got to step in and actually take a look behind the scenes and what it takes for a manufacturer to create in turn not just American made watch cases but Pacific Northwest made watch cases including a titanium version apparently. The space is filled with equipment. There's three or so large CNC machines, and there's a center table. And in it, there's a couple of egg cartons full of cases and parts. An awesome shop dog. I love this pooch. Hello, dog, dog. And an even more awesome playlist. A playlist that even my own pops would enjoy because it played nothing but oldies. Okay. And then, uh, Matt went over to his only machinist, who runs all I'll this machinery. Now I can start production and figure out a way to do that. So
1: one of the things that Doug brought up was skeletonizing a case. What? Yeah. So he was like, hey, while we're doing this, you know, I got this (laughs) idea of like, why don't we skeletonize part of the case? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, why don't we? Um, Yeah,
0: go in here and and cut a pocket in here. After they wrapped up, Matt introduced me to the secret sauce behind all the machining that makes up an Ares Diver 1.
1: Yeah. To me, this whole thing is nuts. This is nuts. This is crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So Alena uh, and I talk all the time where we will be like, hey, we're doing this.
0: If the name Alena sounds familiar, that's because it's the same Elena that is an Analog Explorer alum, as well as the watchmaker
1: of Ares. So we're in the shop and in this shop, we're able to do everything we do. So with this bank of CNC's that you see in front of you, this machine directly in front of us. Um, You can tell by the fixturing on the bottom that it makes cases. Mm -hmm. So our cases start with a fine blank, a stamped fine blank. In order to maintain the case geometry of the design, we can't machine our case to the tolerance that we need to maintain that design from raw billet. So we get what is called a fine blank and a stamped fine blank. So if you can imagine a very heavy press like back in World War II that was stamping out machine gun turrets, uh, it does, kerchunk kerchunk style. Yeah, yeah, it does the same here. So we that metal's poured into the blank. That big heavy piece comes down and kerchunks out, and gives us that internal geometry that we need between the lugs, where the curvature of your lug on your diver one meets the curvature of your case meets the lug. Um, we take those fine blanks, and here this CNC is set up for four of them. So our fixtures do four of them at a time it does what is our first machining operations with that fine blank and it cuts it down to what you're going to be wearing and then it comes out just like this so this is yeah. one of the titanium cases this is new to us and new to our product line which i'm stoked for
0: that thing yeah, is it's awesome cool. it's yeah. feather light
1: yeah yeah and it's still going to maintain the thousand meter and everything else naturally so, yeah on an auto <laughs> right so it's going to be a 2824 um, so from here, it goes into our second machine over here on our left, which is going to put the lug holes in it and make sure that our click plate for our dial and our bezel is indexed properly. And then from here, it goes out. Jonah, um, our machinist intern, and uh, our finish guy uh, finishes in process, not as country of origin. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> like yeah, sure. Have country of origin, please. Um, <laughs> He does the deburring with a pencil grinder and then bead blasts it. So we use this pretty aggressive bead blast finish that's kind of like our hallmark of what we produce. And that's gonna carry over into the titanium. So these two machines are set up to run our cases. And then the lathe over here, our CNC lathe, is set up to run the case backs. And that just takes a solid bar stock. Uh, We use, it's a 1.75 inch and three quarter, basically, bar rolls into that and cuts it down i think one case back comes out of about just shy of two and a half millimeters of material Um, and it's still rated to a thousand meters so uh, Doug's setting up the machine now to start cutting case backs for our titanium so the first two are going to be made tomorrow morning so it's pretty cool Um, this gives us the ability to start making more and more components what we're going to do for 2023 is we're attempting to start to cut our own rotors out of titanium for the 2824, which is... Insane, but cool. It's very hard. So if I would love... I, I think there's a corollary here where I could sit down. It's an inappropriate corollary, but I could sit down with the guys that escaped out of Alcatraz and be like, yeah, it's hard, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, Don't mind like, the sharks. Yeah. It's okay. Be like, wow, we're cutting rotors and you guys dug through tons of feet of rock and it's just like it's it's insane to me that you and me right now are standing in stanwood washington with a town of about 2800 people and making with making watch cases circle yeah we're cutting them no and, and then within a mile we're doing what we're building them and making them yeah so it's like we want you know we get into this discussion of made in the usa right I leave it to you, man. You tell me. Uh, I'll go with made in the Pacific Northwest because I think that
0: carries more uh, fodder. But w- in front of me, like it, with these CMC machines, like I'm literally looking at these egg crates that hold about 30 slots, and there's four egg crates of 30, this
1: is the first
0: with, 100 right here. so there's a, yeah, so there's a hundred cases yeah. made here in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Yeah, of titanium. So it's the first. It's our first run at titanium. We've been doing the stainless, so these stainless ones were cut here, done here, finished here, built right down the street at our old HQ, and then go out to you guys where, you know, we guarantee them for life, but yeah, here's it, the, here's the, like this is it, like this is the... The Indiana Jones paperwork.
0: I won't. I won't, I won't snap a picture of the uh, internal document of the uh, the the cut and uh, the the milling of of your case. But really me this. So you
1: you just said that uh, Aries watches everything is covered under lifetime warranty. Yeah, everything's a lifetime warranty. So if we're gonna build something, give it to you, then we're gonna stand behind it. And if we can't stand behind it, why would we give it to you? So we guarantee everything for life. So what we say and what I believe in. And the way that we talk about it in all of our documentation, what I'll say to you right now is if we built it, right, if you have something we made and it fails because of us, we will stand behind it forever. Now, if it fails because of you, because sometimes you don't think you're as good of a skateboarder as you are. Um, <laughs> then you tumble down the highway. Gnarly bail on a, on a rail, right? And we'll fix it, yeah. right? And we'll take care of it um, at a reasonable cost that a normal shop would take yeah. care of. But other than that, from straps to watches to everything we do, if you have a piece of kit that you got from us for your life and it doesn't work, then we gladly swap it out with the next piece. Because cool. other than that, what are we doing, right? If you can't do that then I believe if you can't do that as a company or as an individual, then you're not actually doing it. Right. So that's where we are with it. And that wraps up this field report
0: edition of the analog Explorer. My big thanks goes out to Matthew Aries watch company and the entire Aries family, whether it's Matthews family by blood or Matthews family by watchmaking. If you're interested in the watches that Aries produces, be sure to check out Ares, A-R-E-S, watches.com. Remember it's the God of War spelling, not the Celestial Being spelling. There you can check out their quartz offerings, their automatic offerings, and including that killer GMT. Now all of them will be in steel for right now, but if I were you, I would tune into Ares's social media and website and just keep an eye on them because even myself, I'm keeping an eye on Ares. Not just because they're a Pacific Northwest company, but even I have to admit, I'm really excited and really interested in seeing Aries' titanium pieces when they come out, and if that ever made it way into a GMT, I might have to make another spot in my watch box. I'm AJ Barsay. Thank you again so much for listening, rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the Analog Explorer. And if you want to find out more about me, my photography, and my little quirk of watches, be sure to check out the Analog Explorer either in print or online at analoguexplorer.com.